Next on BYU Sports Nation, day number one of BYU football fall camp in the books. What in the world did we learn after the first practice? We go two-on-one with running backs coach Reno Mahe and new tight end Moroni Laulu Pututau. Plus, BYU schedules a brand new ACC Power 5 opponent for like a decade from now. Big deal or no deal? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We are live on a Friday. Parties here on the West Coast, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday, July 28th. Yeah. It's great to have you with us wherever and however you're dialed in. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who is feeling 22 today, Jerem Jordan. Uh, it is not my birthday, but I get your inference. So there's been some discussion, some from us, some from Ed Ogeron, LSU, about the age of BYU football players. And the four-year-old children that will apparently be attending the game. More on five-year-old children coming up. <laughs> That's a tease. It's called a tease. The average age of a BYU football player on this roster we checked with Brett Pine, the football sports information director, is 21.4. 21.4, Ed. Not 24, <laughs> not 25, not 26. 21.4. Does that surprise you? Yeah, well, according, me. according to CBS Sports and their unofficial numbers, that that's not from 20, this year, though. That 21.4 is younger than LSU, but I don't There's know. There's no that, way. I don't know that the, that's the accurate. The earlier mission age for BYU has lowered the average age of each player. It really has. 21. It would have been 22.4. They've got 24, 25, 26 year olds on that team. They could have four year old sons walking into that game. Nope. Eh. Nope. Eh. It's 21.4, as confirmed. Yeah, there we go. By the Master Jedi, BYU Football Sports Information Director, Brett Pine. It could be a Jedi. So let's put that thing to rest, shall we? You know what? It's It's never going away. No, it's never going away. It's never going away. It's never going away. The oldest, like player, football the oldest player on BYU's team is none other than hashtag fourth and no more Johnny Linehan. Who's 25? 25 years old. The yeah. punter is the old man on the BYU football team. What an advantage that is. <laughs> Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. Let off by... A bit of breaking news this morning. BYU Athletics just announced a two-game football series for the Cougars with Virginia Tech out of the ACC. The Cougars will travel to Blacksburg, Virginia in 2026. The Hokies will return the favor in 2030. This is the game furthest out on the BYU schedule now, 2030. There is a five-year-old. That's going today. That's going to play in that game. <laughs> Several, probably. Like your son Jax could be the punter. Yeah, for Brigham. Might. Get ready, Jax. BYU and Virginia Tech have never met. Game number one in 2026. Game number two in Provo in 2030. Now we had an incredible idea from at Natron 17. He suggests something we could do with that. Ah, hit it. Countdown to the Hokies. 4,797. <laughs> yeah. 
Let's do, let's count down to that instead of no let, no 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 four thousand hilarious seven hundred and ninety seven days away from the Hokies. That's in Provo. That's amazing. Okay, that's cool though. I I like Virginia Tech. Obviously, a similar program to BYU in that they've been good for a long time, well respected. Twenty twenty six there, twenty thirty here. I hope that that game is a non-conference mm. game at that point. Mm-hmm. I really do. There are two games on the 2026 schedule, by the way. Arizona and Virginia Tech. And Notre Dame's still not anywhere. Fall camp day number one is in the books, people. Head coach Kalani Satake enjoyed what he saw. Yeah. Um, for the most part, I thought we worked really well. And I've, I've been really pleased with how our guys look and how the, how they got really um, – Big, and they got a lot, a lot more athletic and a lot better as a team. Much more coming up from our observations from practice, not to mention sound from Tanner Mangum and Fred Warner and company coming up in what's trending. The Cougars practice uh, again today. Media availability, same time as yesterday, 8.15 Eastern time on Facebook uh, Live. We will show you player and coaches' interviews as well as our recaps on the BYU TV Sports page uh, over 17,000 views so far on those videos. So if you want to see them live, you can get them that way. Also, uh, Gregor Bell tweets out audio. There's a podcast if you want to listen to them on demand as well. So lots of options from Team BYU in coverage, not to mention our two-on-ones coming up with Reno Mahe and Moroni Laulu Pututau. One of the most popular names from fall camp yesterday was Nuutafisi, the strength and conditioning coach oh, for BYU. What did he ask? And received uh, at the practice field. There's a new little something. Yeah. There. We'll tell you in a bit. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, again, as Jerry mentioned, practice number two today. We will have you covered tonight beginning at 8.15 Eastern time. BYU baseball alumnus Colton Shaver. Listen to this. Called up to the Tri-City Valley Cats, the Houston Astros Class A short season team, in his first game. Two for four with a walk-off grand slam to win the game against the Staten Island Yankees, which brings us to a very, very powerful stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Colton Shaver has a home run in five of his last six games. 14 RBIs during that span. A walk-off grand slam in his debut with the new team. He didn't need much time in Greenville. Holy shnikes! Yeah, so with the Greenville Astros, he hit four home runs in four games and then got the call up to the Tri-City Valley Cats, and he hits a walk-off grand slam in his debut. Amazing. Amazing. Jacob Brugman, by the way, two for five with the Oakland A's and a loss against the Toronto Blue Jays. He did not hit a walk-off grand slam, so it just isn't as interesting. Uh, Except for he plays in the major leagues. Except it's not a walk-off grand slam. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give you that. If one. it's not a walk-off grand slam, I don't even want to know anymore. <laughs> Rise and shout, people. Time for What's Trending brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. One practice down, five months of football to go for BYU. Yes, Here we go. Football practice has officially started at Brigham Young University in Provo, Utah, and the train is rolling to game number one. Time to recap the top things we saw, heard, and probably overanalyzed from the first day. We've never done that. Overanalyzing? No. Make rash assumptions after one practice? I don't know why I'm speaking so high. I don't know either. 
there. What did we learn, Jerem? Where do you start that conversation? I start with Tanner Mangum. Uh, I thought Tanner Lang- uh, who? Tanner Mangum looked confident. He looked poised. He looked all of the cliches you want to put in there. He definitely looks like the leader, especially of the offense, but of the team. He was crisp. He made good decisions. The uh, Does this mean he's going to throw for 800 yards against LSU? I don't think so. But I think that on day one, he looked the part. Yeah, he, I liked that. He has a very calculated, methodical approach to being good and accomplishing his goals. Listen to this. The uh, main thing is just ball control and ball security. Uh, I want to make sure I have a high completion percentage and then uh, you know turnover ratio. I want to keep that very low. Uh, I just want to make sure I'm you know taking what the defense gives me, not trying to force things and just you know uh, can't go broke making a profit. Ah, uh, yes. You can't go broke making a profit. Ball so, and make. Ball control, high completion percentage. Tanner Mangum is going to complete 90% of his passes this year. He's going to throw one interception. Off, it'll be a lucky deflection when it doesn't matter late in the game, right? No, okay, we're we're not <laughs> we're not going to make rash assumptions. But the body language that he displayed yesterday, and just his overall approach from last year to this year, is different. It's different, and we felt a little bit of that when he came and talked to us in Studio B on Wednesday. Amen. But he's not the only one saying the right things, Jerem. Well, like I say, everyone says the right things at the beginning. Yes, you're right. Which, which is good. Uh, but I, I want to know I want to know the following, which is our Twitter question today. Okay. What's your hot take after day one uh, of Cole Ah, yes. What's your hot take? Yes. I want some hot cakes. <laughs> like, when I hear hot take, I'm, like, hungry. I'm, I'm, mm. They're hungry. They're hungry. Focus. That's, that's exactly right. So what are your hot takes after day one of fall camp? Use the hashtag BYUSN. I think, oh. We've got the first tweet in from at Crazy Cook Fanatic. There, that there is a feeling mm-hmm. of family and excitement in the air that I don't remember feeling for a long time. I, I felt similar feeling at the beginning of fall camp normally. It is a little more relaxed with Kalani Satake. Bronco Mendenhall was very keen on let's, let's go crazy. These pursuit drills, sprint from uh, rep to rep. You know, it was, it, it was way more intense, more relaxed. The music was good. The music was good, and that's really important. We'll talk with MLP about that coming up, too. As I mentioned, Tanner Mangum saying the right things, but as Jerem so keenly pointed out. And doing the right things. That's more important than saying. Ah, yeah, that's where I was going with that. Yeah, yeah. Not only saying the right things, but doing the right things. And against a defense that, as with every fall camp, is kind of a half step ahead of the offense. That's just how things go early in camp. I think BYU's defense is top 20 in the country. They return a lot of guys from last year. I think they're top 20. So every day in practice, Tanner Mangum goes up against a really good defense. Led by Fred Warner, who is one of the premier linebackers in all of college football. Interesting to hear what Fred had to say about the quarterback, Tanner Mangum. Tanner's a lot more con- he's a lot more confident than he was in prior years just because he's been in the offense now for a full year, uh, learning from Ty, and um, he looked good. You know, he, he did a lot of work in the offseason, so he's going he's gonna to do really good this year. Offense and defense are not exactly friends in fall camp on the same team. Oh, there's two teams right now. Yes. Like it one be goal, but two teams. It should be that way. Because the defense, they don't get to compete against anybody else. So it's, it's me versus you across the line. And that's fun. That dynamic is fun. And these guys are all teammates and love each other. But in the heat of competition, it can, get, it, it can be feisty, right? Which I like the energy. I really like the vibe and energy I got on day one. You hope it's good, and it was. Uh, guys look strong. Guys look fast. 
Um, and by the way, so Nuu Tufisi, the strength and conditioning coach, asked Kalani Satake for a sand pit. I don't know the exact measurements, but it looked like 100 by 20. It's almost like and a beach deep. volleyball court. Yeah, so BYU, I wish they would add beach volleyball, but and if they do, they got something there. It's not wide enough, but anyway. <laughs> so they're using that for strength and conditioning, which is awesome. Simulate a beach experience, a little resistance in the running and the cutting and that kind of thing. I imagine there's some kind of you know, help with rehabilitation in the sand with guys too. So that's BYU's added that to the practice field. Yeah, pretty cool stuff that uh, Coach Tafisi is using to get, as Kalani put, the guys more athletic, more strong. They just look better. And I like the fact that Fred Warner on the defense, as we just talked about there are two teams, was complimentary of Tanner Mangum. And because you don't always want to be that way when you are split up in fall camp. There was a lot of chatter yesterday, which is fun. Energy was really high. But Tanner did a good job finding one of the groups that we thought would be successful early this year, the tight ends. The tight end was targeted a lot yesterday, which was great. It was Matt Bushman. It was Moroni Laulu Pututau. It was Tanner, Tanner Baldry. It was Hunter Marshall. It was even uh, what's uh, Bentley Hanshaw, a freshman. He got a catch as well. So, yeah, BYU's throwing to the tight end, man. Blaine Fowler made a great point yesterday. He said, I, I think the tight ends could be a strength on this team. I think BYU's got some players in there. It's early. It's all early. Everything we're saying, it's early. But I'm excited to see that group develop as well. Wide receivers were crisp, good hands, quick. I liked what I saw from Micah Simon. We showed a highlight. Very nice catch for a touchdown and seven-on-seven there. So, good stuff, man. One of my favorite quotes from yesterday came from the offensive coordinator, Ty Detmer, who, speaking of the receiver, said, these guys aren't household names, but they will be. Oh, yeah, we're going to know, yeah, attrition, we're going to go know new guys' names. By the way, Ty Detmer did say there's no clear-cut backup right now. Also, Austin Kofensis, we were questioning where he might play. He's a quarterback at the time. They're going to see if they can't develop him as a quarterback, but he's such a good athlete that maybe they just put him in space as a wide receiver, a slot kind of guy later. We'll, we'll see. He's a quarterback for now. Bureau has six quarterbacks out there, by the way. Yeah, I know we spent a lot of time talking about the offense because – that garners a lot of interest. It's BYU. There are more question marks around the offense compared to the defense this year. So that only adds to that conversation. In a little bit, we'll tell you which defender is already making an impact on and off the field. Oh, he was in the backfield a lot. Yeah. He's happy to be back. We'll get to that. Who is he, Spencer? We'll get to that in just a bit. Jerem. We've counted down to the Virginia Tech Hokies yeah. in 2030. So we're not doing the Vikings now, right? In Provo. No, we should, we should probably oh, do the okay. Vikings. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay, go ahead. Countdown to the Vikings. 29 days. That's a little better than 4,797. Yes. <laughs> in 2030, that, ga- that game could be live on un- uncreated social media platform. Like, who knows, man? 2030? Yeah. Streamed on Twitter and Facebook. Meerkat returns. (laughs) Coming up, big deal, no deal. BYU schedules an opponent for 2026 and 2030, plus our two-on-one with the running backs coach, Reno Mahe, who's his number one guy. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Happy Friday, everyone. Our conversation is hot on Twitter right now, led by hot takes after one day of BYU football practice. That's what Twitter's for, right? 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was designed exactly for it that. It was designed for BYU sports fans. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Tonight, 8.15 Eastern time, we will be back at practice with live interviews with players and coaches, not to mention our recap. Uh, we mentioned this earlier, but 17,000 views so far of those. So join us uh, on that if you want to watch them live or even on demand. It's on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page. We will take your questions and we will attempt to answer them as well. Live from the practice field, coming up tonight, 8.15 Eastern time is when it starts. About. Depends when they, they start the interviews. We start when they start. You know what I'm saying? What's your hot take after day one of fall camp? Jerem, synchronize blue goggles. Yep. All right, here we go. From uh-huh. at the casual hippie. Oh. My hot take, 15-0. and 0, oh. National <laughs> champs, baby. Oh. All aboard the hype train. Choo-choo-choo. We didn't see Molangi, by the way, in practice. Yes, we did. That is one big fella, and that's never going to get old. I'm going to take these off now. Yeah, he, he, uh, he t- took an ice bath after. And I was wondering if he, he he went. There were three of them. He went to the third one, and he was going to go in. I, and I just imagined this scenario where he jumped in, and the other guys just like floated away. <laughs> but he softly got in and you know sat in with his teammates and interacted. Yeah, Big Mo number sixty, Big Mo, baby it number was, sixty. It was great to see him on the practice field. on the field. The we have been of talking the about this for more than three years. Wow. You, and you thought the buildup for Jay Keeps and Ross Oppo was big. <laughs> it's been Man. it's been a long time. Uh, at Y for Live tweets in, coaches, players got going quicker than last year. Lots of newbies seem capable to push starters. Two freshman wide receivers may start over juniors and seniors. Hey, I wouldn't be surprised. Competition battle is rolling right now. And one of the fiercest competition battles is at that running back position. Who's going to be the guy? For Reno Mahe, the coach of the running backs, replacing Jamal Williams. We've heard a lot about running back by committee. Well, guess what? We go BYU football all access, two-on-one with the running backs coach, Reno Mahe, to tackle who's number one and that committee question. Take a listen. Reno, just to prove how much we appreciate you and to reiterate that we do follow you on Twitter, we wanted to talk to you on day one of fall camp. First two-on-one, baby. <laughs> I, I sincerely apologize <laughs> <laughs> for tearing your guys' picture home. Not the first. <laughs> I, 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 it'll be the last time that ever happens, I okay. promise. For those who don't know the story, so you're at a golf tournament last week. Right. You tweet a video at us saying, you don't follow me. What the heck, guys? We've known each other for so long. You come to find out mid-show, and on the air, we're like, what? I get a text. On the air, we're like, no, 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 we, we follow, we, we follow you. you. <laughs> I swear I looked at it, and you guys didn't. <laughs> One night, I was you know, on Twitter. I was like, that's messed up. These guys don't follow me. I can't <laughs> wait to see them. And so I apologize. We really don't care. You're the first two-on-one. Here we are at fall yes, camp. Yes. This is day number one. Give us a sense of the overall feel today in day one of fall camp. Hot. Really hot. Nah, it was great. A lot of energy out there. Guys are flying around. You can see the hard work they put in the off season, where they, they look great. And so we're just excited. You know, the defense is always a step ahead when it comes to first couple um, practices. Hopefully in a week or, or in a week, the offense will catch up, gel, and, and it'll be um, fun practices. One of the big questions all summer long was, 
what are the running backs going to do for Reno Mahe post Jamal Williams? And now you have to coach the guys. Now, now, sure, now sure it's happening. You do, you know? So you, you've nah, you've I, clearly seen everything you need to see after uh, one day, right? To be honest with you, it, it wasn't. It was actually a really easy day for me. The running backs looked great. Um, a lot of guys were there in spring, and so you know, other than. Well, no, because um, Kavika came over. Ula's, Ula's fresh, but they all played in spring. So I had all the guys in spring, and so it made the transition really easy for fall. So it's, you know, you got your rotation going now. You got a feel for what you're doing, and it's, yeah, it wasn't bad at all today. What's the process like for you as you determine how many reps go to who to kind of carve out, okay, who do we think are our, is our guy or guys going into game one? You know, you, you try to go, um, as of right now, uh, coming out in the fall, I've, I've got my, my depth of where I'm going with it and, and who I'm going with. And so you just have them out there. You want to get them all reps to kind of see if anything changed over the summer. But for the most part, you just want them to guys to perform. And if guys got better and some of the weaknesses I saw in spring, if they, you know, they don't have that anymore, then they move up the depth chart. Outside of that, you just you let them compete. And you go with your gut on who you feel is the best player to put out there. Physically speaking, who looks the most improved physique-wise between spring football and now? Besides yourself. I was about to say me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 270. Yeah. Nah, um, that's, that's hard to say because they all, you know, Nu has them all transformed. You know, they all look stronger. They all look faster and lean. And so... I, it's hard to say which to pick one. I can't really say. In terms of the depth chart, it looked like Squally was running with the ones. You were running Tolutel. You ran five or six of the guys out there. But on day one, is Squally the, the top guy for now at running yeah, back? Right now I've got Squally going with, with, um, with the ones. i got um, the rest of the guys following down right behind. How, uh, what's Ula Tolutel at, at this point with weight? Do you know? With weight? How much does he weigh? I think he's 255. Where do you want him? Is that where you want him? About 255? I, the weight part doesn't matter to me as much as the um, body fat percentage, the body mass. I don't, you know, if he's 280 but he's only 5% body fat, I'm okay with it. But it's, That would be quite the feat. Even Ziggy thinks that would be amazing. That, that's what I'm saying. But with regards to Ula, I, I don't follow his weight um, so much as I follow the body mass now. Two-on-one with running backs coach Reno Mahe on day one of BYU football fall camp. What do you hope to see after one week of fall camp from your running back group? Um, great ball security. I want to see great ball security, and then I want to see them being able to not think so much and just being able to react and play football. Riley Burt redshirted last year. Now he's eligible to play. What kind of difference do you see in a guy who, hey, now it's his time to shine and try and make a move here? Uh, he's a lot more familiar with the offense. So he didn't have, you know, he wasn't sprung into it with his first year as our coaching staff. So he got to sit back, soak it all in. First year with Newton, and now hes you can see he's comfortable. He's not, you know, scared of the plays or thinking all the time. He gets in there and he feels comfortable what's going on. How much are you in Ty Detmer's ear about getting certain guys on the field for certain formations and certain plays? Because we keep hearing running back committee and Ty has alluded to that a little bit as well, saying that we've got a lot of different running backs with a lot of different skill sets. So what are those conversations like with him as you, as you try and get the right personnel in the right formations? As a running back coach, I think there should be five running backs in at the same time. 
<laughs> put the five best athletes out there, which so, typically are running yeah. backs. Let's just get all five running backs out there. So five linemen, five running backs, and one quarterback? Perfect. It's the perfect offense. We've been it's missing a, it's something It's a good thing Ty's the time. OC. <laughs> There's a reason why I'm not the OC. <laughs> Reno, great stuff, man. Uh, we look forward to much more of this. And, of course, you had to be our day one guy. You weren't kidding inside of I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate it very much. BYU football all access with the running backs coach, Reno Mahe. Squally and, and Canada he's in good is standing the guy. with us. Yes. I just want to make that clear. Yeah. Despite he has been forgiven. He has been forgiven. We do follow him yes. on Twitter. Yes. And he said that yesterday was an easy day for him. Okay. Squally's his number one. We'll see how the rest of that depth chart yep. shakes out uh, as fall camp progresses. Now, a guy that was bugging Squally and others yesterday that you teased, Sione Takitaki, who is back on the team. He wasn't on the team last year. He was a guy that wreaked havoc his freshman and sophomore years. He is back now as a redshirt junior, and this guy is a playmaker. Like, Sione Takitaki is going to be in the backfield in fall camp a lot and in opposing backfields. I I think he might be BYU's best pass rusher on the team. In fact, if I had to pick, I think he's the number one. A couple of things that uh, were of note to me during his group interview with the media. One, he he just kept saying, I'm just – I'm so happy to be back. Having to sit out a year, and he mentioned – Watching BYU football from the couch, it was really hard for me because I knew that I could help them and there was nothing I could do about it. Yeah. Well, he can now. Yeah. And he said a lot of people helped him get back. But this is, he's in a good place. He's feeling good. He recently got married. And in his words, he says, I have no doubt the pass rush from the defensive line will be great. 100% is what he said. 100%. Yeah. Corbin Kafusi, he's Hanson played. What's Tanielu. the chance with us? Yeah, Sione Takitaki. I, I don't know. It was it was nice to see, even though it's one day, him back on the field and yeah, wreaking havoc. No, he's a baller. He's a baller, and he's one of those playmakers on defense. So I'm stoked he's back. So hot take, uh, uh, Sione Takitaki, number one pass rusher on the team, will have the most sacks of anybody on the BYU football team. Yes, I feel good about that. Okay. One. Uh, there's a hot. He's take on for the you. line, baby. There's a hot take for you, and I feel it's really a warm good about take. That. It's not even hot. It's a it's a warm it's a warm take. Yeah, <laughs> like the hotter the the more aggressive or weird. I don't think it's that aggressive. He's aggressive as a D lineman. Yes, though. he is. What's your hot take? Not warm, hot take after day one of fall camp. Don't 86 give us the WI Coog said the reemergence of the tight ends. The tight ends are going to be huge this year, but how huge? How huge? Yes, thank you, Donald. One of those tight ends, we go all-access two-on-one with next, Marone Laulupututau. What was his first day of camp like? BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Tecano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. Welcome back, my friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast nationally on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere you feel like it. We just showed the control room. Those are the people who make this show happen. And there's a lot of people you didn't even see in that shot. But there's an army. Thank you, Bumblebee. There's an army of people that make this happen. Shout out to those people. Early rise and shout out. Thank you, Bumblebee. Yeah. Also, behind the mic, speaking of, you know, people in the shop and Team BYU, Gregor Bell, part of the crew, which is fantastic. Uh, Next Wednesday, 8 to 9 Eastern time on BYU Radio, a brand new BYU radio show called Behind the Mic with Gregor Bell. You're going to be on that show. It's going to be awesome. 
uh, next Wednesday night. So check it out. Also, if you want, if you're like, you know what, Facebook Live, that's great. I just can't watch. I'm in my car or whatever. Or I want to listen. I'm working out. But behind the mic, there's also a podcast where Greg posts a lot of audio. So you can get uh, interviews from last night via behind the mic on uh, iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn and Google Play as well. And I want you to think back to, for those fans that are old enough for that matter, the late oh. 80s and early 90s during football offseason. What did you do to stay engaged and entertained with BYU football during the dog days? You, you read the newspaper. Now you have many, 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 many more options. Lots of options, baby. <laughs> Let's go, man. Starting with this. As we refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines, something to read about. BYU Athletics has just announced a home and home, or home and road if you're Jerem, with Virginia Tech. The no, Cougars road and home. Sorry. The Cougars will travel to Blacksburg, Virginia in 2026. The Hokies will return the favor in 4,797 days in 2030 in Provo. Hey, great series. It's just a little ways out, right? Fall camp day one is in the books. The Cougars practice again today. Media availability at 8.15 Eastern time on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page. Live interviews of players and coaches as well as our recap and a Q&A with you, the fans, tonight starting at about 8.15 Eastern time. BYU baseball's Colton Shaver, a rookie as of like, I don't know, has it even been two months? No, it's been like a month and a half. He's already made his way up to the Astros Class A short season team, the Tri-City Valley Cats, in his debut, two for four, hit a walk-off grand slam to beat the Staten Island Yankees. That's the greatest debut I've ever heard of in my entire life. Five home runs and six games for Colton Shaver. Awesome. Jacob Bregman, two for five with the Oakland A's last night, and they lost to the Toronto Blue Jays. That's good for my Mariners. Keep it up, Bruggy. Rise and shout, my friends, as we continue with our BYU football all-access conversations. We already talked to Reno Mahe. Now it's time to talk to one of the actual players, one of the guys who is gaining weight for good reasons. Hi, Reno. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> just, just, wow. Just kidding. Making he the transition from wide receiver to tight end is Moroni Laulupututau. What does he think about that? And why are expectations so high for the tight end group? Two-on-one all-access. Moroni, what are your emotions like on day one as you make the transition from wide receiver now to what we keep hearing about is an emerging tight ends group? Uh, just comfortable. Honestly, comfortable, and it doesn't feel weird at all. Um, we got some spring ball work, so that helped. And in the offseason, I always worked at, you know, the little steps and the new stance. But it's really not that different, and I'm excited. I imagine during the summer you're kind of thinking about, okay, fall camp, what's that practice going to be like? What, what was today like compared to what maybe you were hoping it'd be or what you thought it'd be? It's exactly what I hoped it would be. Flying around, if you were here, you heard it. Everybody's yelling, competing. Uh, first day, no pads, but we were still out here competing, and it was fun. It was fast-paced and intense, so. The music is always very important. How was the music today? <laughs> I didn't even hear it, to be honest. You were in, you were in the zone? I was in the zone. Honestly, I couldn't tell you one song that played. I, I, I kind of zoned it out during practice. So. That's impressive. Probably a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah, good that's thing. That's very yeah. impressive. That's thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Reno Mahe mentioned to us uh, that early in camp, the defense is generally kind of a quarter or a half step ahead because they can anticipate some things and they've seen all of these formations. Mm-hmm. They're jibber-jabbering. What's that conversation like on day one of practice between the offense and defense? Oh, it's, let's leave it unsaid. It's fun. <laughs> it is fun. It's fun to have that rivalry, and without it, it wouldn't be football. So we like the competition and, and the rivalry, and it helps us get better. You know, It gives us motivation to progress faster as an offense, so I like it. 
Does that go away when the games start, or is it all year? Because there's this sort of two teams on one team dynamic in fall camp. You know, it gets worse. You know, it gets more intense. You start playing bigger teams, more games, and it just gets worse. You know, so. From your own defense? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the talk is always there, and it, it's just more fun <laughs> as the year goes on. Which defensive back or safety do you like matching up against the most? What do you What do you mean, like matching up? You just you when you they're, they're lined up across me, you're like, oh yeah, it's on. Let's go. Let's go. I know you're trying to ask. I'm not gonna <laughs> dangle it out no, here. No, 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 no. Yeah. All our safeties are good. I like. It doesn't matter who's out there. Okay, opposite of that, then who's the guy that like, you're like? Okay, this is gonna be a challenge. Um, some new guys. I really like Zane. He's got really good closing speed. Uh, Jacobson, Tanner Jacobson is a really smart player. Uh, they all have different things. Matt Hadley's physical, so. You know, it depends who you go up against. You know what you're going to get. you got to adjust. What's the tight end room like with Matt Bushman and Baldry and Hunter Marshall and now Matt Bushman? I mean, you have, there are a bunch of different guys with a bunch of different skill sets in there. Oh, it's awesome because, you know, it helps us because the defense will know what to do, you know. And just like I was saying with the safeties, it gives us a lot more diversity and a lot more ability to run out of different formations and confuse the defense. So it's helpful. What, how much weight gain, if any, have you made? That would be 23 pounds since the Wyoming game last year. 23. Okay. What, you may what? not look at it. You look no, surprised. Listen, like, no, no, 23 pounds. That's solid. Uh, what did you eat? Just everything. Anything in sight. I didn't really pay attention. Just ate it. You did, did you have to do the peanut butter and jelly thing in the middle of the night deal? No, but if I woke up, I'd drink like a core power. But every two hours, I tried to get a solid meal. So Every two hours? Yeah. I mean, do you get nauseous at, at any point in this process? At first, it was terrible. Yeah, because yeah, it felt sick. But after, you know, I started getting hungry every two hours, so it helped. Recently, you got married. How does your wife factor into this weight gain and uh, what you're trying to do to become a tight end? She's all in. She's all in, and she's very helpful. She's a very selfless person, so she helps out. How much will we see your hand in the ground? Uh, from what I've seen right now, they haven't told me anything, but it'll be mixed. So I think my hand will be in the ground a lot for the runs, and uh, we have to do that to keep the defense honest. So I don't mind it at all. Do you, have you embraced mentally, and maybe you already have a while ago, but, okay, I'm going to block, and I'm going to be good. Absolutely, and that was part of the reason why I changed numbers. I looked skinny in one, and, you know, just, so I wanted to change the mindset, take 17, and just, you know, in my mind, I'm blocking. You know, I'm going to block, I'm going to run, and just do whatever, so. Schematically, what's the toughest part of your job now as a tight end? Um, it's easier to see as a wide receiver standing up. I get to look at the coverage. So I've been trying to, I've been struggling trying to like read it really fast before I get down because it's harder to look up. So really just reading the defense pre-snap reads. But I'll work on it. It'll be good. Tanner Mangum told us Wednesday that sometimes he'll yell something in Spanish to you because you went to the same mission. Oh, yeah. What, what's that communication like on the field where only you and him, literally no other receivers, only you and him know a certain something? I know, and it's nice because I'm closer to the, him. I'm closer now, and I'm on the line. So we have a few Spanish routes that nobody will know. And he told me, he's like, hey, for real, in the games, we're going to do this. I'm like, I'm down. Are I'm these sure. like slang Spanish words or? No, just, uh, no. Like, like vamos al biblioteca, <laughs> that's a post or whatever, you know? Yeah. Library, yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. No, this is right. Almost say Shama. <laughs> like Paulo Stick. Yeah. For example. So, okay. Yeah. LSU, okay. Don't, 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 LSU, that's not a thing. Like, okay, yeah. Vamos. Just different things. Yeah. Okay. I won't share all of it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Trade secrets. Right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> what are you hoping to accomplish as an offense? Because it's hard after day one, but like, where do, where do you want to be, let's say, after one week? 
after one week, just feel comfortable. I think kind of, I mean, we already do as a tight end group, but we do have some newer guys, and so we just want to feel comfortable with the plays and be able to just line up and go. Tanner said 25 guys came in last Saturday that didn't need to be here. That's got him really excited about what this team is doing right now. What is this team capable of because of the summer hard work? Um, you know, I think great things, great things, honestly. Um, we can be the best if we put in the work, and I, I really believe that. And we got great, great guys to do great things, so I'm excited. All right. Thanks, Moroni. Thank you, guys. With his game face on after day one of practice. Now, we talk a lot about how missions are not an advantage. It's just not true. Those two guys, Mangum and MLP, they can talk in Spanish. That's an advantage. An advantage. That's an advantage. Sorry, you all were right. Missions are indeed an advantage. <laughs> <laughs> wow. In that way. And it's yielded so many BCS and college football playoff appearances. Wait, what? Jerem. Don't what? don't what? <laughs> it hasn't. That's my oh, hot take. That's your hot. That's my your hot, hot take. take right there, baby. Yeah. Which is our Twitter question. What's your hot take after day one of fall camp to the Twitter machine? It's Twitter time. At DBYU fan for life. Did you see the team cheering on the sideline when plays were completed? Loved it. That is a team. Hashtag unity garners success. Now, the defense was not cheering. I want to make that clear. There are two teams. There's the offense, the defense, and then there's Johnny Linehan. And when the defense was making the play. I'm not kidding. He's like by himself on the side. They were letting everybody know about it. The linebackers had some interceptions. Uh Uh-huh. And a, a handful of near interceptions, and, man, they, they were letting the offense know about it in 11-on-11 11 11 at the end of practice. At Twiggerstone, Tanner is going to throw for 5,000 yards! With his new awareness of the offense, he will carve up all the defenses. That's hot. That, that is coming in hot. That is a hot. That's a Brian Logan hot take. It's like, yeah, that's, well, nah, Brian would say like seven. Uh, Tanner Mangum is going to break Ty Detmer's single-season record for passing yards. <laughs> now that's a Brian Logan hot take. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. At Parker Mangum. Older brother of one Tanner Mangum. Who played here? With his hot take. That at Tanner Mangum laser on the inside seam, hashtag family bias. That was his hot take. Okay. So he's complimenting his brother for throwing the solid pass to Micah Simon that was yeah. seen in that video that oh, yeah. video tweeted. Crisp. Laser like. Okay. There is some bias get, there. I could get used to that. This is BYU TV. It's yeah, there's some bias. I could definitely get used bias. to that. Yeah. Yeah. More of your Twitter responses coming up. This from at T Walter. I am so pumped for this year. As always, awesome coverage from the hashtag BYUSN crew. Thank you. Thanks. At T. Walter. At T. Walter. We appreciate it. It's a fall camp edition of Big Deal, No Deal. We've got all sorts of goodies, including a 2030 game against Virginia Tech. Shout out to that five-year-old playing in that game. (laughs) BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. What up on a Friday? Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. If you missed our two-on-one all-access interviews with running backs coach Reno Mahe or newly converted tight end Moroni Laolupututau, Download the podcast. It's all available whenever you want it. And via the BYU Sports Nation YouTube or Twitter uh, page YouTube page as well, and Facebook Live tonight b- via the BYU TV Sports Facebook page. There's a lot going on. I'm going to be very clear here. BYU TV Sports Facebook page, eight fifteen Eastern time, roughly. 
player and coach interviews and our recap of day two of fall camp coming up tonight. What's your hot take after day one of mm. fall camp? Our Twitter question today at Ryben3 with this tweet. Austin Kofensis getting time at quarterback. Didn't think I'd see that early. Can he beat out Hodge and Coy Detmer Jr.? Or is he KD, headed to the KD scout two. team? KD2. Ooh, nice. I like that. Good question. Uh, there's no clear-cut backup at this point, so that is pretty open. We know Mangum's a starter. We don't know who the two or three is. Right Ty now. Detmer said they are open to moving Kofensis around. They don't know. They what, want to start him at quarterback and see if he's see if it works good out. enough yeah. to be thrown in as the. Yeah, he's two. a good enough athlete that he could play a few positions. Yeah. At Two Cougs Podcast, the opposing defenses, when they start hearing MLP and Tanner speaking Spanish on the field with each other. Hey. Certain, certain teams would be a little. Like when you play Utah and Utah State, there are guys who know Spanish, right? There's some turned missionaries, slash just other people who know Spanish. So look out. Is that a big deal or no deal that. Those guys can speak Spanish with each other. I think that's the perfect way to segue into our next segment. Big deal. No deal. Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Proud sponsor of Big Deal, No Deal. Brady Industries, clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one. Big Deal, No Deal. Virginia Tech and BYU will play in 4,797 days. Uh, I'm going big deal just because there's a five-year-old or five-year-olds who will play in that game. They're f- what? This is the game, the furthest out in recorded history, as we speak of BYU football. <laughs> I mean, I I hope BYU's in the Pac-12, and this is a non-conference game. That's what I want in 2030. Thirteen years away, the Pac-16. I mean, <sighs> thirteen years. <laughs> We're get, I'm thinking about like how much older I'll be. My, yes. I'm getting scared. My, will this show be on the air in 13 years? My five-year-old, almost six-year-old, will be on the verge of turning 19. Jax, He'll be the punter. Jax will be probably on a two-year mission trip. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> 13 years away. Wow. So long. I think it's a big deal just because of what uh, R. Natron tweeted in. The fact that he gave us the 4,797 number for that game on September 14th of 2030. That's, that's a big deal. So thank you at Arnatron for that tweet. Number two. Big deal, no deal. Fall camp is back. If anybody says big, no deal, big you're deal. fired. Big deal, obviously. Number three. Number three. All right. Uh, big <laughs> Next one, big deal, no deal. Ty Detmer says there's no clear uh, cut backup at QB. No, di- no deal. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, no deal? No deal. doesn't matter. You figure it out during fall camp. don't matter. Okay, so I'm going to go big deal because. You don't need to know before the season when you're replacing the starter. <sighs> but as we chronicled on this show, the backup quarterback has seen time more often than that. 40% of the starts in independence have come from a backup quarterback. It's going to be okay. So you, you, you can't have me, two and three to develop. To me, it is a big deal that the backup quarterback hasn't been established. It's day yet, one. How yet would you know? We'll probably see the field this season. It's day one. You just don't know yet. It's so early. You only know Tanner Mangum, and then you figure it out. I would say the front runner is Bo Hodge. We'll go from there. Number four. Big deal, no deal. Mo Longy practice. Now, this is literally a big deal, okay? Mo Longy practice. He's got his custom, like, 5XL helmet or whatever. He's out there in pads. He's got his mouthpiece. He's taking the ice bath. He's finally here. Like, once upon a time, 
Jake Heaps and Ross Oppel and what was the third guy? Zach Stout. They were they were at Iggy's hanging out at the press conference. We waited so long, like for that and them to get. We've waited waited almost as long for Mo Longy to get here. So he practiced. He was here, and it was fantastic to see the Pride of the Pacific, aka Maui, here at BYU. To see him, even just take on those tackling dummies and uh, to move those pads. That was that was a lot of fun because we've talked about it for so long. It was such a it was such a mystery. For years. He's this mystical figure. Like, we, whenever a picture would surface from when he was serving his mission in Arizona, it would be like, oh, picture number like, 14 like, from Mo Longy. Like Bigfoot. Like, oh, did you hear, like, the random people that saw or took a picture? Like, it's just great to have him here because now he's part of the team. I don't want him to be, even though this is probably what it is, some sideshow with BYU football. I want him to, I want him to, to be a part of the team. I want him to contribute. Learn how to play. And at a minimum, he is a, he is a fantastic practice player for BYU. At a maximum, he's this dominating uh, Vince Wilfork nose tackle. You the, know what I mean? This force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Love it. Number five. Last one. Big deal, no deal. Colton Shaver's walk-off Grand Slam. This is a big deal. Tell me in the regular season how you make a better debut than that. There, it doesn't exist. Colton Shaver gets the call up to the next level, Class A short season. The dude hits a walk-off Grand Slam in yeah. his debut. That is as good as it gets. In the regular season. The context is overwhelming in favor of Colton Shaver for this being a big deal. Because he got his name on the radar by hitting four home runs in four games, gets promoted, and it's like, well, why did we promote this guy? Because he's a power hitter. Prove it. Okay, I'll hit a walk-off grand slam. How was that not a big deal? Awesome. I jokingly messaged him before the game yesterday and said, if you hit a home run in every game, you'll be in the majors in five weeks. <laughs> and then he and then he hit a walk up grand slam. He's like, I'm trying. Congratulations, Colton. Keep it up, man. Yeah. The BYU baseballers, the alumnus. They're getting it done. Oh, alumni. Well the alumni, yes, but Colton Sheriff is the alumnus. He's the alumnus? Yes. Like the one? The one. <laughs> Stay with us. We whip <laughs> it next on a Friday. Lots of alumnuses. Big Deal, No Deal on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Brady Industry. Clean solutions, a tradition for generations. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Big thanks to today's guests, salad-loving Reno Mahe and Moroni Laulu Pututau, <laughs> the newly converted tight end at BYU. Someone on Twitter's like, was there a salad off camera for Reno there? Nice reference to last year's fall camp. That was an all-time moment. And for the record, Reno said, yeah, salad. That, that, I haven't had not, one of those in a while. That's not happening anymore. <laughs> if you missed any of today's show, you can download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Scheduling news. BYU Athletics announced a road and home game with Virginia Tech. Cougars will travel to Blacksburg, Virginia, 2026, and the Hokies will return the favor in 2030. Fall camp day one in the books. Cougars practice again today with media availability at around 8.15 Eastern time, live on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page, videos of players, coaches, interviews, as well as our recap. Cougars in the minors. Golden Shaver was called up to the Tri-City Valley Cats, the Astros' Class A short season team. In his first game last night, two for four, with a walk-off grand slam for a win against the Staten Island Yankees. Michael Rucker pitched five innings for the Myrtle Beach Pelicans, striking out two in a loss to the Potomac Nationals. Nice Pelican sound there. 
Brendan Lund, one for three for the Inland Empire 66ers in the loss of the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes. Cougars in the Major League. Jacob Brugman, two for five with his Oakland Athletics in a loss to the Toronto Blue Jays. Cougars in the PGA. Clap, 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 clap. I don't have the updated info, so next. Okay, we'll, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. This is Volleyball. live. Volleyball. <laughs> Team USA lost in five up. sets to Cuba. Brendan Sander had eight kills and an ace. Bryce Jarman had three kills, and Jake Langlois chipped in a couple of kills as well. Okay, do you have the PGA news, Jerem? Nope. Oh, Next. Softball. Kristen Delahousey has been announced as the new Weber State assistant coach. Delahousey has coached BYU four seasons and helped BYU to four straight WCC softball championships and four regional titles. I'm looking it up. I got it. Okay. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. I want to give it to Reno Mahe. Just because we've been given a hard time today. Well, he gave us a hard time, too. (laughs) He ripped up our picture. I I think it's even. (laughs) I think it's even. What's your hot take after day one of fall camp? Let's go to the Twitter machine. You've got tweets. At Mr. Underscore Flintstone 94 says, Hot take is we don't really know much more than we did before. But I love the coach's confidence in their players. Our elite tweet of the day from at Colonel underscore James 83. Mo Longy is still huge. Jerem can dance and Spencer knows his pre-Labor Day fashions. Very nice. Cougars in the PGA update. Zach Blair currently two under at the RBC Canadian Open. First round. Summer Hayes tied for 13th. Mike, we're even par. Danny, in good position once again. Seven under. Wow. Daniel Summerhays. So, so been, is Tony Finau. He has been flirting coach. with that first win for a long time this season. Stop flirting. Just ask her out already. Yeah. Hey, big thanks to, again, all our guests. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Audio podcast on iTunes. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Paul Delbout. We'll see you tonight at 8.15 Eastern.